Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gentler Podcast. I'm Maya, and I am super excited to have you all here. Um, I'm excited for today's episode, but first, let's go ahead and get into some show updates. So the first thing, Club Gentler launches on Friday on the 1st. I wanted to have it ready just in time for all of your New Year's resolutions because I'm sure a lot of you are doing that. Even if you say you're not into it, I'm sure you have some type of process. So I wanted to make sure that Club Gentler was available at that time. Um, Keep listening to the end of the episode so you can hear how you can still join as a founding member if you didn't do so um, by grabbing the pre-sale of the newest Gentler Guide. Um, Speaking of, the Gentler Guides are available in the shop. I'll link them in the show notes. And that is pretty much all I have for updates for this week. Let's go ahead and get into some pluses and deltas. So a plus, I had a really good Christmas even though I stayed home this year. I was a little surprised, pleasantly so. Um, Gentler and I stayed in our PJs, we watched TV, and I made a really nice dinner for myself. Um, with kitchen stories. I don't know if any of you all are aware or if you follow me on YouTube then you know I talked about it a little bit but the app kitchen stories has been a lifesaver for me and a money saver because I'm able to find recipes I really like so that I am more excited about cooking in and less likely to order out so it's a win-win but yeah I made a nice dinner I chilled it was just really relaxing and I was tempted several times throughout the day to work or to like get things done really quickly and thinking like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. I could I could get that done. But the thing is, I am doing something. I'm sitting here. That's what I'm doing. So I was able to really just enjoy doing nothing. And that was like awesome. Um, a Delta. So I am preparing to undergo a massive 2020 review. I think it's really easy to say that the year was just a wash. And I've said that plenty of times. And I do. I mean, like... Yes, that's true. 2020 in general sucks. But I think for me, at least, there's still a lot for me to be grateful for. So I really want to take some time and think about the small wins and some of the lessons I learned and figure out ways to apply them in 2021. Someone posted a TikTok today that I saw that has some really great uh, journaling questions and prompts. So I'm probably going to do that later on today when I'm like closing the laptop and all that for my self-care hours. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what comes up. So I'm going to stop the pluses and deltas here because we actually have quite a few questions for the advice segment later and we can go ahead and move into the topic. So we are talking today about gentle productivity or you could also say taking a self-care approach to productivity. Productivity is something that I've had to work really hard at getting the hang out of because when I'm in the flow or when I feel like I'm good at what I'm doing or I can enjoy the task at hand, it's not difficult at all for me to get stuff done and just check items off the to-do list left and right. You know, it's happening and I'm just like getting this done, getting this done. And it feels really great. However, when I have to do something that I'd rather avoid because, you know, whether it's aligned or not, it's like pulling teeth to get me to stay focused and to get work done. And to top that all off, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I am constantly fighting through procrastination. Now, I want to make it perfectly clear that productivity is not the end-all, be-all for me at all, regardless, point-blank period. There is so much more to life than what you're able to get done. Um, You're not going to 
they're not going to put your to-do list on your headstone. So, you know, it's not the most important thing to me, but it's important enough for me to pursue and try to improve because I find it so much easier to keep boundaries of work-life balance when I'm maximizing work time. So if I give myself three hours to get work done and I really stay focused during a three-hour period and I know I use it to the best of my ability, then I feel less likely or I'm less likely to feel guilty for just chilling and hanging out for the rest of the day. Basically, whether it's right or not, I tend to you know, like I just said about how on Christmas Day, even I was thinking, oh, you know, I could, I could work a little bit. But when I can honestly sit back and feel like I've done enough and I've used time to the best of my ability, then I have no problem just hanging around. That's why I was so easily able when I had those thoughts come up because productivity and, you know, capitalism, honestly, all that stuff is so ingrained in all of us that on Christmas Day, I can sit here and like automatically think I should be doing work. But I'm able to quickly shut that down because I know that when I when it was time to work, I worked and I worked hard and I got things done. So that's why productivity is something for me that I'm trying to master to the best of my ability because I want to be able to quiet those thoughts and shut them down quickly when they come up. So the biggest lesson that I've learned from rethinking productivity is that I don't have to spend eight hours working. Instead, I can figure out where my best hours can go and I can enjoy the rest of the day. Now, this is more difficult to apply to jobs with a more structured schedule. Um, it's definitely not impossible, but it's difficult. I get it. I'm on break right now, so it's really easy for me to just sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to work from 8 to 12 or from uh, 10 to... <laughs> 10 to 2 is that like yeah okay that's four hours um and it's easy for me to say that because i'm setting all the schedules but i know that when it comes to like nine to five or any other type of job that does get more difficult like i said it's not impossible but at the very least you can figure out how to maximize the free time you do have so you can enjoy your time off without feeling like you still have a massive to-do list so if you have that passion project outside of work or that side hustle or just any type of personal goal if you can learn how to really maximize productivity in the most sustainable way for yourself, then you can utilize that time a little bit more wisely so that you can get the most out of your free time as possible. So what do I do to stay productive with the self-care approach? The main thing is prioritizing. So I'm sure that you have heard about prioritizing all the time, but it really is key to a self-care-focused, productive schedule. The reality of life is you can't get everything done. If you're like me, you can sit down and think of a mile long to-do list, but guess what? The majority of that stuff is not going to happen. You're not gonna get it done and that's okay. You're not supposed to. I don't believe for one second that the purpose of life is to get things done. Like I said, that is not gonna be on your tombstone all that you know you got done in a single day. And this is like, I had this episode planned already, but I recently watched the movie Soul on um, Disney Plus and I have my thoughts, but I the the idea of the movie, you know, I thought it was cute. Just this whole idea of we are not our passions. Our purpose and our passions are not the same. They are not equal. So it does not matter how much you were able to get done if you couldn't enjoy life with all of that. So you have to understand that all the stuff that you can think of that could get done is not going to. And that's okay. Once you throw that thought out the window, then you're already miles ahead. 
So what does prioritizing actually look like for me? So I have five things that I've been doing. I do a little bit more and all these things take a different effort level. Like it's more so a framework and a routine that I use, but I'm going to go through five of the things that really kind of came up first for me when planning this episode. First thing is working backwards. I find that often when I create an action plan with the end result in mind, I'm able to work faster because I'm taking more targeted action rather than taking a bunch of little steps that aren't really in the right direction. Now, if you're working on a goal and you genuinely or genuinely don't know exactly where to go, that's totally fine. A lot of goals are going to take us doing trial and error, taking small steps to figure out the way to go. But if it's something where you can figure out like, okay, I want to save a thousand dollars in six months. Taking surveys online is probably not the way for me to go to get there. If you can think with the end goal, you can think of things like, okay, six months isn't a huge amount of time, but it's an okay amount. So I could probably do some moderately priced side hustles, whatever. You, you know what I'm getting at. It really will inform the way that you get there so that you're not wasting your time with stuff that's not really going to give you the best return. So working backwards is huge for me. Another thing I do is time tracking. So this is more foundational, but I found that a lot of the time whenever I will budget my time towards tasks, like sometimes on my to-do list, I'll put a time frame that I would like to spend getting it done so I can make sure that I'm not doing too much or planning for too much. You know, if if the to-do list is longer than eight hours, then obviously it's not going to happen. And now eight hours, I would consider that way too much as well. But I found that when I was budgeting my time towards these tasks, I either didn't give myself enough time for an important task or I spent way too much time on things that didn't have a great return. So to get an accurate idea of how long things actually take, I just track time as I do them. So this is without judgment. You're not going to sit there and be like, oh, wow, it's taking me three hours to get this done. Like. I'm so unproductive in such a waste. No, you're not. It simply takes you three hours to get that done. Maybe it's just a task that takes you three hours. Maybe there are ways to make that faster or, you know, improve it if you feel like that's a problem. But first, you have to know where you are. You have to get a baseline together. Maybe that's not a task that you like very much. Or maybe it's a little bit difficult for you to do with your current skill set. And knowing that it takes you a long time, knowing that over the, the course of your day, you spend the majority of time doing one menial task, maybe in the future you could outsource that. You know, like the, it, it sh- shows you a lot. It's all just feedback. It's not for you to judge yourself based off of. So something else that has been really helpful is making things fun for myself. I used to do lists and calendars often, but getting things done becomes way more interesting for me if I can pull a post-it note off of my desk. I love just like sticking them everywhere in different colors and just pulling things off as I get done. It's really fun for me and that is a great way for me to gamify what I'm doing. So if there's a way for you to gamify your to-do list or your productivity in general, I would definitely encourage it. It doesn't have to be posting notes. It can be anything. If you give yourself a high five. Um, I saw someone on TikTok making an app and it's like a a to-do list like um, I don't know, like tracker kind of thing. And every time you mark off a task, confetti pops out. It could be anything that just kind of makes you think like, huh, yay, and makes you excited to get things done and cross them off. 
It's also really important for me to affirm myself through my productivity. Somehow I worked in my mind that I wasn't the type to achieve goals or follow through with things. And it's taken a lot of mindset work that I'm not going to go through in full here. But side note, you can learn all about it if you join Club Gentler. One thing that has really helped me is giving myself proof. That way, when I feel like I've just wasted the day or something, I can look back on my notes and at all the tasks I completed, even if they aren't work-related, and I can see that that's just not true. I didn't waste my day. And that barrier becomes lower and lower. I'm less likely to tell myself, oh, you'll never get that done. You never follow through. And if I do, the hurdle is so low, I can just step over it. Because I'm like, oh, that's an old thought. That's, that's old Maya and her insecurities coming out. I know that's not true because I prove it to myself every single day that I get stuff done. So even if you just make a to-do list of three things that might seem insanely simple for you or to anybody else, just do it and work your way up. You just have to get in the habit of getting things done for yourself. And again, doesn't have to be work-related. If you just put on your list, today I want to brush my teeth. <laughs> I want to have a glass of water when I wake up. And at some point during the day, I want to go outside and take a walk. That can be it. And that's one, a great way for you to show up for yourself. And you're building trust with yourself too, so that you know you can get things done and you can achieve things. So the last thing I'll talk about in this episode is a question that I often ask myself. And the question is, can I do this bigger? What I mean is, is there a way to get a bigger version of the result I'm going for without investing much more time? So I'll give you an example. When I was growing gentler about a year ago, when I was first starting the Instagram and all that. So this time last year, I was focusing on getting a certain amount of Instagram followers. And so I would use a common technique going to similar accounts that are different, but have audiences that might relate to what I do. And I would go and I would follow accounts. I would also like to note that I have never unfollowed the accounts I followed during that time. So I'm not a follow unfollow girl. I still follow everybody. Um, and I would comment, I would leave meaningful comments that um, really spark conversation and built a connection. I would DM people. I, I would be genuine and authentic. And um, it was a really great way to connect with people. And I loved it. And I offered value. And I find that a lot of the people I engaged with during that time are some of the most engaged followers for Gentler. So it definitely wasn't a waste. I loved doing that. But as things got bigger, I just didn't have as much time to dedicate to having such a small result or a small return, I, I'll say. It just took way too much effort to get a single follow. It was a lot. And so once I started guesting on other podcasts and it was kind of random me doing that and engaging with listeners in that way, the show grew so much bigger and so much faster. So I realized that the same time period that I spent, like let's say I spend two hours a week pitching and recording guest episodes with other podcasts, I'm going to get a much, much higher return than if I spend those same two hours commenting on other people's Instagram pictures. You know, being on a podcast, just I'm throwing out random numbers, might get me 50 new followers, whereas two, the two hours I spend commenting on pictures might get me five. You know what I mean? So like there's a big gap. And once your schedule starts becoming a little bit more packed, 
as a podcast group, more res- more responsibility group with it. I really need to be as effective as possible with my time. And that was a great way for me to do so. So if you can apply that to any other goal, just think about what that result is. Work backwards, like we talked about. And whenever you come up with your first step, ask yourself, or your next step rather, ask yourself, is there a way to do this bigger? So those are five of the ways I prioritize in order to take a self-care approach to productivity. My ultimate goal is to be able to center all of my actions and decisions around my own wellness and desires. I think I've said it before here, maybe on like other guest episodes, my goal is to make every single action I take some type of self-care. I have so much more time and freedom to really do that and to really center my own desires and my own joy and gratitude when I can handle the necessary responsibilities in a smaller and more targeted amount of time. So I promise to tell you how you could join Club Gentler as a founding member. So here we go. I'm looking for 15 people with busy schedules who want to carve out an hour a day to work on their goals without feeling like they're adding to their already full plate. If that's you, if you relate to that, if you want in, here's what I want you to do. Either send us an email to info at bejentler.com. Don't worry, it'll be in the show notes. And just send us the word busy. I mean, if you want to say hello or something else along with that, you totally can. But busy is what we're really looking for. Um, or DM us that same message to at gentlerpod on Instagram. Or you don't have to do all of these. You can just pick one. But the last option, um, take a screenshot if you listen to this episode and tag us. And when you tag, leave some type of indication that you're interested in Club Gentler um, and not just sharing the episode, unless you just want to do that too. It's up to you. So there are your three options. For those of you who purchased the ebook during the pre-sale, sit tight. You're already a founding member. You're going to get more information about our private Facebook group and how to join pretty soon. And all the content is going to drop on January 1st. Finally, if you're listening to this episode way in the future, um... I'm hoping Club Gentler is still available the way 2020 went. I guess I can never really be sure. But most likely the founding member option is no longer available. But you can still DM me busy or any of that stuff for info on how to join in general. So now let's get some self-care questions out of the way. So if you have a question that you would like me to answer on the show, self-care, life-related, or anything in between, you can email them to info at begentler.com or be on the lookout whenever I ask for them on Instagram or in the private Facebook group. So I have a few, so let's go ahead and get started. Most of the questions I got were about money, which I love, um, but I'm going to go pretty brief today and pretty high level because I'm planning on doing like a New Year's money episode to talk about like budgeting and finances for 2021 so someone asked about how to financially recover after the holidays um i'm guessing you mean you overspent a little bit during the holidays which is definitely normal if it were me i would just get super aware of the issue like what exactly are you recovering from and how major is it Depending on the severity, I would be looking at ways I can cut back a little bit in the next month or two without having to dip into my savings. But I mean, if you are in an emergency, that's what savings are for. Just, you know, you want to be clear that you're in an emergency. Um, I also, it would be helpful to find ways to create money around you. So if you're a side hustler, can you sell more? Can you take on more clients? Um, Or even if you don't do any side hustling or anything like that, 
do you have stuff you could clear away? 2021 is coming. Maybe you got new stuff for Christmas so you can let some other stuff go. A lot of that stuff might have some value and you could sell it or something and get some cash through that. So there are definitely options, but I think the main thing would be to um, really get clear on what the situation that you're dealing with is. And then also, I know it's early, but start planning for next Christmas. You know Christmas comes December 25th every year. So now that you kind of have gone through this, if you can, just plan and again, use this as feedback. It's not a failure on your part. Or, you know, even if you want to count it as a failure, just count it as a lesson as well and as feedback. How much did you spend this year on Christmas? And are you happy with what you spent? Because a lot of times when we spend money, um, I used to say to myself like, oh, I spent too much. But I thought about where the money went and I'm like, well, I don't really think the amount was the problem. I think I just wasn't prepared. So if I spend $500 on Christmas one year and I wasn't financially prepared to spend that much, but $500 got the job done, then next year I can say, okay, I spent $500 and the problem was not that I spent that money, but be that I didn't have it to spend. You know what I mean? So if you can start now creating a sinking fund, and I'll have the episode all about that linked in the show notes, then start now and just figure out how much could you put aside every week or every two weeks or even every month so that you can be a little bit more financially prepared next go around. Because now that you know it, you can be grateful for that experience and that lesson. So someone else mentioned that they were looking for ways to feel better about saving money. I could do a whole episode on this, <laughs> but for now, I'll say just get very, very clear on your intention behind saving. Why are you saving and or what are you saving for and why? And if it doesn't seem like it matters or it's not adding to your life, like if you can't in your heart feel value towards what you're saving for, it's going to be so much more difficult for you to stick to that savings goal. So figure out exactly what you're saving for. If it's for emergencies or for future you and you still don't feel connected to it, I would do a little bit more work on connecting to your future self. Um, and I'll link an episode about that as well. Um, because if you can't really relate to future you, it's going to be hard to tell yourself like, oh, I'm doing this for future Maya. Because you're going to be like, well, I really don't care about her. So, you know, it'll feel like you're just saving for a stranger and that won't really matter to you. So you want to definitely connect super hard to that. Um, I also find it really helpful to have vision boards for my savings goals so I can really see it and then also attach a date to it. So if you're saving for something and you have a regular savings plan, um, you should know when you'll be able to meet that goal. So you can say like, okay, my new car, I'll have it by June. And then, or even have a date, baby, like June 15th, 2021, I will have a new car. And just remind yourself that whenever you're feeling weak, when you want to order that extra meal on Uber Eats, but you've already used your Uber Eats budget, just tell yourself, okay, I could, I could order McDonald's right now, but I won't be able to get my car on June 15th. I might have to get my car on June 27th. And you know, at that moment, you might say, I can do that. But as you go, when June 15th becomes September 1st, you, you're, you might swerve back into the right direction. So you always give yourself choices because any financial move you make is a decision that you can make. But be aware of the choices that you're making. So last question is about setting goals for the new year. Definitely going to plug the Gentler Guide to Goal Setting here, as well as Club Gentler. And for the previous question, um, the Gentler Guide to Financial Self-Care is a good thing for you to check out. I'll have those, or they're already linked because I'm linking the shop. So if you, That's a good thing if you want to 
learn how to reshape the way that you think about and engage with money. I forgot to mention that. But for this one, as far as setting goals, definitely the newest Gentler Guide and Club Gentler. But the main thing I'll say is just start by thinking about how you want 2021 to look and more importantly, how you want it to feel. Then you can start noticing the differences between that feeling and the feelings you currently have about life and about yourself in general. And hopefully that will point you in the direction of some goals that you can set, some tangible things. And you can ask yourself, is this goal really going to be helping me get closer to that feeling or is it just a thing I'm chasing? So we have to end the episode here because I've been talking for a long time and my voice is getting a little scratchy. But before I let you go, it's time for your self-care mission. I want you to find a way to make your to-do list fun. So find a way to gamify your to-do list. Get creative and share it with me by taking a photo and tagging at GentlerPod on Instagram. I hope you all have a great rest of the day. And if you like this episode, please rate it and leave a review and share it with someone who might also find it helpful. I'll talk to you all again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then share it with a friend on social media or in your messages. Engage with it, like it, follow whatever you do on your favorite podcasting platform and app. And for updates on Gentler and any other projects, follow me on Instagram at Maya N. Fleming. That's M-A-Y-A-N as a nickel, F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Talk to you all soon.